Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Back here on Cody and Gold. Alex Gold, Cody Tapp with you. Don't forget, uh, coming up on Thursday... Your chance to qualify to win an autographed Creed Humphrey football. You'll have multiple chances throughout the show on Thursday, starting at 10 a.m. Our guy Creed Humphrey got an autographed football for you just in time for the postseason to get underway for the Chiefs. So that'll be on Thursday's show. And then on Friday, we are going to be ready to go on Red Friday from Rally House in Oak Park, or by Oak Park Mall at Overland Park, around 95th and Quivira. 10 to 2, and Michael Massey, MJ Melinda, is going to co-host the Tire one o'clock hour commercial free with us on Friday. So cannot wait for that. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Is your dream to have like the, uh, the sports basement house? Yeah, we can, well, we can talk about that. Cause we're going to hear from Andy Reid. Maybe that's his dream. Uh, that he wants it or, or, you know, we want it to. So we'll back off on that. Um, so we look forward to the challenge of, uh, everybody else will practice. We look forward to the challenge of playing Jacksonville. We, you know, we know they're a good football team. We, you know, they've, they've only, uh, Lost uh, one game since since we played them. So I mean, it's uh, they're they're playing real good football, um, and, and uh, we know they're they're well coached. And so uh, we, you know we're we're going to get ourselves ready uh, this week with with some good practices. The other two I probably should mention here: Clyde and Jody will will practice um, today. So. Um, we're just we're gonna ease them back in, just see how see how they do. Uh, try to get them back in the swing of things. <clears throat> Anyways, with that, time's yours. Andy, you mentioned things are different with Jacksonville. What stands out to you just from off the top? Of, of course, with the winning, they can go on. But what stands out to you mostly that you've seen different from the last time you Yeah, their offense is uh, executing very well. Um, I think they're they, they've got a pretty good grasp uh, of what uh, Doug's expecting from them, uh, and I'd say the same thing with Mike Caldwell's defense. That they're uh, they've got they've got a lot of phenomenal players on that defense, and they're playing faster uh, than we saw them the the last time. I, I think they're just more comfortable overall. With that. The speed comes with that. So, Andy, what is it about Doug and his personality that? <clears throat> Seems to, guys seem to respond to him as players. Sure. Seem to enjoy playing for him. Yeah, yeah. So he uh, he played obviously, um, and and he knows uh, the kind of coaching he liked and didn't like, and so within his own personality, he presents it in a friendly manner, but yet demanding um, of the guys. And you know, I think that's a positive. I, he was that way. Um, I was with him when he was a player, and I've been with him as a coach. So 
Um, he's got a good way about him. Tony, what stands out to you the most, the, the way he was able to lead that team, how they closed out that season, and, and their ability to come back? Yeah, uh, tremendous coaching job, phenomenal coaching job. I imagine he's up uh, for the coach of the year. I mean, by, by uh, his performance and how he's resurrected that, that program there. And that's not an easy thing to do, and, and he's done it as well or better than anybody. So. And you with such a young team, particularly rookies, second-year players, um, is it more positive for you guys to have played them before this particular game in the postseason? Or are there just normal advantages of knowing that you've at least played this team before? Yeah, I mean, there's going to be some familiarity on both sides, I think. I, I, I think they'll feel the, probably the same way. Um, but they're, uh, we're a little different, and they're a little different in some areas, too. So, uh, so I think for the young guys, that was a good experience to play against them. Um, they, they know the, the speed of the players that they're going to play against. Uh, but they've put in a few more wrinkles in there, so you got to make sure that you get all that covered. But I, I, if I said, will it help you or hurt you, I'd say it probably helped. Uh, um, but again, you know, uh, I think those those kids have really progressed and done a nice job with it. Coach, what do you for Trevor Lawrence? Seeing what he was able to do, four interceptions in the first half, bring the team back in the manner which it is. What to say for that type of confidence that that team is going to have coming into Arrowhead? This oh year? yeah, they'll, listen, they'll be <clears throat> they'll be confident. They should be. So um, he, he did a you know he did a great job with that. Of not falling apart and making it happen, so that doesn't happen very often in this league. He did a nice job with that. Coach, when it comes to commitment, Cole, it sounds like it's been a very unique situation with maybe being able to play, maybe not. Do you guys still have optimism that he'll be back at some point during the postseason? Uh, yeah, he does, and we do. Yeah, uh, you know, you just you, you want to try not to take steps back, or and um, it, it's not that we're taking steps back. It's just that it's not getting where it needs to be where he can, he can go. So my feeling is that if we just back off on it and let him let it rest a little bit here um, and do his rehab and that, that uh, he has a chance to get better. But we don't, you know, he doesn't want it and we don't want it. We don't want to put him out in a bad situation, so, um, where he can't, where he can't play. Andy, this, uh, I think the one injury from the Rivers <coughs> is Frank Clark, does he appear to be in the right direction? Yeah, Frank is, uh, he has. Um, been working very hard at that, um, but yes, he's he's progressing. Yeah. Coach, we're going to get Nick Bolton here shortly. It seems like after every game, you always make it a point to mention his tackles. But when you look at his entire regular season body of work, how impressive has his production been this year? Yeah, I think he's done a done a great job. Um, he uh, of understanding and leading the defense. So he's got to make all the calls. He's the transmitter between the front and the back end. And so uh, he's done, I just think, a great job of communicating that and still being, with that load, still being the player and making the tackles that he's made. He, he's sure a tackler as you have in this league right now. So. I think he's done a great job of working with change. That, that was something that he didn't have to worry about for a few years there. 
<clears throat> so all of a sudden his coach leaves, position coach, new, new one comes in, he works with that. Um, all of a sudden his receiving core, for the most part, except for McColl, they leave, new group comes in. And he didn't flinch on it, he didn't complain, he didn't, you know, run up to Veach and go, what are we doing, you know, that type of, that's not what he, that's not what he did. He just said, I understand, let's go. And um, that's my, my hat goes off to him for doing that and then playing at the level he's playing at and those guys are playing at. Uh, tremendous. Coach, I know Eric Bieniemy had a head coach in the interview with Ian Abbott. Are you expecting any of your other coaches or, or him to have any more this week leading up to the game? Uh, I haven't heard anything, no. no. What are some of the things you've seen from your rookie defensive backs that suggest that they're ready to take this next step and challenge the playoffs? Yeah. So I thought they, they progressively got better through the year, um, in particular kind of down the stretch there. They, they started getting their hands on balls, um, not always interceptions, but they were in position to make the play. I thought their tackling improved the angles that they were taking. So that comes down to getting, I look at that and I go, all right, speed of the game. They're getting a better feel for that. Um, you know, that's, and this will be faster than the other ones. That's how it works in the playoffs. So. Uh, they'll have to take another step here. And a couple more guys. Andy, Travis Kelsey mentioned a week ago that you know you could get his father open. He kind of joked around and said that. But Jerry McKinnon, though, you've always been able to have the ability to get him open. He's on a consecutive touchdown streak. What is it about him, especially since last year he had kind of the same late season swing to end the season that has just seen, you've seen in him that able to get him to get? Yeah, very, yeah, very smart, very good football player. Kind of the the awareness part. Um, all the intangible things. He, he has that. He can see the field, feel it. He was a quarterback. I think probably helped him because <clears throat> you gotta, you have to be able to do that. And he was able to transfer that into uh, the run blocking. He had to know that as a quarterback. Okay, how are they blocking here? And how are they setting up a three technique so I can you know, work off of it? And all those little things he, he's very good at. And then as far as the getting open part, that, that's all the coaches, you know, they everybody has a piece of that pie, and even some of the players that they they put in, they enjoy doing that. So um, that, that's uh, that's everybody. Yeah. Go ahead, Pete. You guys are, are high on the, the team goals, but when, with McKinnon getting the, the player of the month, like, how did the team react to a really a part-time rotational guy being able to, to win an award almost with half the snaps? Yeah, listen, they love McKinnon. So he's he's that kind of guy. He's like everybody's big brother. Um, you know, and he's funny. He's got that high-pitched voice, and <laughs> I mean, he's funny as all get out. So, um, you know, every, everybody thinks the world loved him or loved him. You know, any accolades he gets, they love. So. Last two, we'll go Hobie and then Nate. Coach, for clarification purposes, Edward Delaire and Forson, they have been designated to return from injury. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Last one. And we saw a number of fans obviously this past week when their short yardage becomes more critical. Um, when you get to those situations, particularly when the game, perhaps your season's on the line, what are the key points, the pinpoints that you want to sort of remind the guys when it gets to those short and downing distances when the game can be won or lost on the short yard? Yeah, sure. Well, execution's probably one. You know, you got you to block them. You're saying on the offensive side, right? You know, so you, you got to, the blocking becomes most important. Um, and then, um, if it's a pass, the execution of the route running, 
Uh, you're not never sure what the coverage is going to be exactly, so you got to be sharp on that. If it's a if it's a run play um, during when your juices are flowing and you're going to be handed that ball and you just pump the brakes for a tick, let those guys take care of business and then hit it from there. All right, that was Andy Reid. We're going to hear from Patrick Mahomes in a couple minutes. Uh, of course, the biggest thing, obviously, out of that was his thoughts on McCole Hardman, who is still not going to practice, and then said, despite McCole Hardman pushing it hard, his issue has not been responding well, and they're going to back off. I mean, that tells you, didn't he not play this weekend? No, that and, you and, can scrap and, this weekend, and, and I wouldn't feel good about anything before the Super Bowl. Right, I mean, you have at to, the way they're talking about the injury, which is still a mystery to all of us. Yeah, you have to question, right, that – is he going to play again this season? I think it's a fair question at this point. Just when the couple times they thought he was close, and we'll talk more about this because Patrick Mahomes is at uh, Patrick Mahomes is at this podium. Does it get any better? Does it feel the same? Is there just something that you enjoy about the expectation? Yeah, I think you build up for this all season long, um, and the, the regular season you take it week by week. Um, but you want to be here in the playoffs, and you know you're going to play. Uh, the best football teams in the league, and that's what you want to do as a competitor. And so uh, I'm excited to, to get to go up against a great football team at Arrowhead. That's always a good time. Patrick, what do you think Jarek does well as a receiver? Yeah, I mean, I, he just knows how to be in the right spot. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, he has a good sense of the quarterback timing, uh, when to uh, be in there for protection reasons and when to get out. Um, and then whenever he's hot, he always has his eyes around and he's ready to catch the ball. And then he makes special plays with the, when he gets to catch. He seems like he can get in the end zone almost every single time. So uh, he just, he's a, a vet and a guy that knows what to do whenever he catches the football. The Jaguars really laid the wood to you guys with the one illegal hit on Juju, but then they made some other big hits. Are they a physical defense that does that typically, or was that out of character, or is that the way they would play it? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're a fast physical team. They, they fly around. They fly to the football. Um, i got to do better at not leading guys into hits like that. Um, so uh, I'll try to protect my receivers the best I can. But uh, we're, we're going to still be aggressive. We're going to throw the ball down the field uh, when we get the opportunities to. Um, but uh, it's all going to start with up front, our guys blocking their defensive line, which is a, has a lot of great players there. So uh, I'm just going to do whatever I can to have success every play that I get the opportunity to. Yeah, I mean, I think the only difference is they might just have uh, a little bit more confidence just because they're winning football games right now. But they, they're a talented team. I knew that the first time we played them. Uh, you can see the talent that they had. Uh, they were flying around to the football. Uh, they made a few mistakes here and there, and that's why we kind of got the win the first time. But uh, we understand how good this football team is um, and how much of a challenge it's going to be for us to go out there and try to find a way to get a win. Um, and so we're trying to prepare ourselves the best way possible that, that we can find a way to win it uh, there on Saturday. How close were you with Lawrence having the four interceptions but being able to bounce back and have the kind of second half that he did as a young quarterback? Yeah, no, it's tough, man. Uh, the, the, when you throw three interceptions, especially in the first half, if it's if, or four, four interceptions, especially if it's in the first half, um, if, if it's your fault or not, uh, that kind of can see, seep into your mind of how, man, like what decisions am I going to make going forward? Do I protect it or do I stay aggressive? Uh, but he, he battled through, man. That, that's a true test of a competitor, man, that whenever stuff's not going your way, uh, to still pull your team to find a way to win. Um, and he's done it at every level, high school, college, and now in the NFL he's, he's taken that team and they've turned it around fast. Um, so he's a great competitor, man, and we understand it'll be a great challenge. And they have a great football team that's playing – that's been playing playoff football for it's like over a month now. So they, they understand how what it takes to win, and we have to go out there um, and do whatever we can to, to do what we can to win. This will be Trevor's second playoff game, obviously. As you think back to 18, when you have the Colts and the Patriots, what are the challenges for a quarterback when they're entering their, their first playoff run? Yeah, probably just controlling emotions. I mean, you win a, you win a big game. 
uh, your first playoff game, uh, you can't be satisfied. I think that's that's the biggest thing. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, other than that, it's just football. You have to just come back and play the next week and uh, find a way to win that next one. Given where, given where you are in your career, and obviously the experience you do have in the postseason, how much do you sort of carve out time to sort of plan or anticipate things that might be unscouted because it's a rematch, because you're going to see, obviously, maybe new things in the postseason? How much time do you sort of carve out for something where it may not be on film, but you're still trying to anticipate if it might be presented to you? I think I've done a better job of that this year just in general just because I've played some so many teams multiple times now. Um, you have to you have to know uh, where the defense coordinators ca- came from. Uh, Caldwell came from Tampa Bay. Uh, where, the, where in the first game, the game they played us, they played us one way. In the second game they played us, they played us a different way. Um, and they've kind of always had different game plans. And he's a great defense coordinator who does a lot of different stuff. So uh, you have to prepare for what they did against us the first time. Um, but also with that in the back of your mind that they might change it all the way up. And you have to have answers for that as well. And so uh, I think that's uh, what we have to do as a great offense is have answers for everything. And uh, I'm sure they'll, they'll have a good game plan coming in. And we have to execute at a high level to have success. Patrick, you might be getting Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Jody Fortson back. Uh, the 21-day window is officially open. As you make the stretch run, what kind of wrinkle does that – provide the offense when you, you could have these two players available if you go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, anytime you get talented players back, man, it, it, help, it helps uh, the whole team, not just the offense, but everybody. Um, to have that energy in the locker room again, uh, to have it on the, the football field, and both those guys are special type players where they can do different things uh, than the guys that we already have in there. So uh, just having as many people back healthy as possible is going to be great for us because so, we'll have different options to, to utilize as we uh, uh, continue to try to build and get better and better and, and win these playoff games. Yeah, I mean he's just he's got a special type of speed, um, a, a special type of speed that uh, is, he does a great job with. If it's jet sweeps or stretching the field vertically, and, and he's gotten better and better at at, at making those tough catches. Uh, so it's um we've done a great job of replacing that with other guys. But I mean having McColl is McColl is a special type of player, and uh, he's done a lot of great things for this offense. Patrick, you talked about controlling emotions for Trevor. It's been about a year. Yeah, I always do when I play at Arrowhead. I, I always come out of that tunnel. I'm a little hyped up. Uh, so doing a, doing a good job of controlling my emotions, um, focusing on the, what I need to focus on to have success. Um, it, it's going to be a big game in a great environment, obviously, in Arrowhead. And uh, we're going to have to play our best football. So i got to be that leader that controls my emotions and goes out there and can be uh, calm, but I still have the energy to lead the team. What are the conversations like with this new cast of characters that you have to know that the standard here is to win the Super Bowl with these guys? Yeah, I think all the guys understood that whenever they signed with this team is that we, we want to win the Super Bowl. And if we don't, we feel like it's not where we, we should be at. Um, and so uh, I think we did, we've built all year. We try to get better and better uh, with the mindset of we want to win the Super Bowl, but we can't do it uh, every single day. We have to can you continue to just get better and better until we get to that point. And uh you can't look ahead, man. I mean, we have a great team that we're f- playing this week that's playing great football. Um, and so how can we get better at practice today uh, so that we're better at, by the end of the week? And uh, I think you have to have that mindset. Um, and I think the guys do, and I think we're in a good spot. Patrick, from a team aspect, what's that mindset transition like from regular season to playoff mode? I think you just have to have a different intensity. And, I mean, the speed picks up. Every play matters. Um, you, you, in the regular season, you feel like that, but you might try a little bit more because you know that you can make that mistake and maybe come back from it. 
Um, but in, in the, the playoffs, every every single play matters, mistake or positive, and how can you execute at a high level? And if it, if it doesn't happen your way, you have to bounce back quickly. And uh, that's the, really the only huge difference, and I think our guys have a good understanding of that. Yeah, I mean, you definitely feel, I guess, a little bit more rested. I think it's it's about uh, how can you, how can you, how did you manage that bye week? How did you work out? Like, what did you do to keep your your body ready? Because, like I said, they've been playing playoff football for a month now, and they just had a big comeback and have a lot of momentum on their side. So, how can we match their intensity the moment we step on that field? Have you been watching the playoff games? How close they are. Yeah, I mean that's that's the biggest thing with the bye week. I think especially in today's NFL is you you get the you get a win because you don't get to play in that bye week. And if you look, I mean, from the everyone that was in the playoffs, it seemed like it went down to the wire. Even the San Fran game, I mean, at halftime Seattle was up. So um, you get you get you get to rest your body, obviously, but you get a win uh, in a sense. And now you have to see what you can do to to get that intensity back up and be ready to go against teams that have played in a hard fought game already. Lawrence uh, celebrated his first playoff win at Waffle House, which is pretty hardcore. Yeah. Uh, how did you celebrate your first playoff win? I can't remember exactly. I'm sure I was, I was saying to Brad, I'm sure there was a couple Coors Lights that were, were drinking. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I didn't get Waffle House, man. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a baller move, man. Uh, and so uh, maybe uh, if, we, if we win this one, I'll think of somewhere to go that, that can match that. Right, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's Patrick Mahomes. Uh, talking there at the end, there was the photo and Trevor Lawrence after the win uh, against the Chargers was at a Waffle House in the Jacksonville area, and which was kind of funny, obviously after after the big win. Twenty four hours, man, why not? Was it who was it that said they hadn't had Waffle House before? We've had on the show either Phil in or recent. It wasn't you? It wasn't Nick? We had somebody either. Maybe it was I don't know. Not it was definitely. We used oh, to somebody filled in and we didn't. And I swear they said they hadn't had Waffle House before. So Waffle House like six thirty every Christmas I morning. Had, I haven't had Waffle House in a long time. It's been probably two or three years, but. I love me some hash browns. Should we all go? Uh, Cody after, and Gold at the Waffle show? House after the show today, like an event. Yeah, Nick, you want? It, it sounds like you're, you would love some food <laughs> today. Like, nah, you I'm sounded sure. borderline distressed by that suggestion. I mean, usually it's really easy on the stomach and everything too. Nick, the only time I ever have Waffle House is at like two in the morning. Okay, there's uh, other times today. Which it's open can, twenty. I mean, it is open twenty four hours. So you can yeah. have it, you know, at breakfast time or any time. You know, a couple Kinda, things yeah. though. Uh, Going back to what Andy had to say, I'm a Cole Hartman. I mean, that's that's the standard. That's thing. concerning, though. I mean, how many times have we heard over the last five weeks uh, that well, he's close and then a setback? We want to be careful. And obviously, nobody's faulted him for being careful with someone that's hurt. But at the same time, it's like, I mean, it's they activated him from IR, so that means they believed as of two weeks ago he was going to play. He was going to be available, and I guess he still could be available for the title game or the Super Bowl. But then. Holding him back now and, and really giving him some more time. It's not as if they played last week. So that was that was what was concerning to me, Cody, is him saying, oh, "We're gonna we're gonna lay off now." Last week they didn't have like last week was off. It's at this point, and I don't think it's the same as like I, I've been critical of the way they've handled injuries before, like the way they just kept saying yeah. Eric Berry was close. Right. Um, I actually do think this time, like I don't think in the Eric Berry one, I don't think they ever actually believed he was close. I think they just kept saying that to try to push it down the road to try to like keep people off their back. I do. I really think that that's how that injury went. In this case, I think they thought he was coming back. The The problem still remain is I don't know how to judge the Chiefs organization for how they handle the injury because I have no idea what, what the injury is. It went from uh, abdominal injury, abdominal illness, and now they call it a pelvis, pel- pelvis injury. No clue. No idea what happened there or why it's not responding the way that it is. But what I do know is you should just right now 
Uh, any way we talk about the Chiefs offense should not include McCall Hartman anymore. The what could he bring back in the red zone yeah. or the speed aspect that Patrick Mahomes mentioned. Those things are real. But I'll, but the good news is they figured out a way to play without McColl. Like McColl was one of their bigger red zone threats. So that is something real that we understood. But they have found Jarek McKinnon in that role mm-hmm. and in the red zone now. They're still the number one offense. They were the number one offense after McColl left. They It took them a few weeks. I really do think it did. But they found who they are without McColl Hardman. So at the very least, this is not like they lost him two weeks ago and they thought he was going to come back and he didn't. He's been gone for half the season. The only time it becomes a little more concerning for me is if Tony were to have a hamstring injury and all of a sudden. And then you're one more weapon you know, down. You're relying on Justin Watson more. Or, or Scott, you know, Sky Moore. Or Sky who, by Moore. the way, actually, the last two or three weeks has played a little bit better. But yeah, I mean, that's that's a that's a big question mark suddenly if you lost another wide receiver. Um, so as long as Kadarius Tony is healthy, then then yeah, they have enough weapons uh, with this this type of offense that they can certainly make do. It would have been nice, though, for us to be able to. I uh, watch a, a Chiefs offense with McColl and seeing Kadarius Tony and seeing Jarek McKinnon at this level and, see, you know, just the full compliment. And it doesn't seem like we're getting that. If never we do, it. it might be the title game if they get there and maybe the Super Bowl if they get there. That's kind of where well, we're at now. And I got to be honest, if McColl's only ready for the Super Bowl, I'm not so sure I want to force that. You know, be gone for like 10 weeks. I don't think I want to be like, hey, let's do our offense, but then let's also get McColl in there a little bit. Like, no thanks. Same reason I don't want Clyde Edwards-Alaire anywhere near this offense. Yeah, so They Cl- can reactivate Clyde if they want as a safety net instead of Jones, but I don't want Clyde getting any snaps. I want it to be Pacheco and McKinnon and no other running backs. Yeah, the, the window was opened up. But if you think about the timing of that, the window opened up for 21 days for Fortson and Clyde. It's January 17th. I mean, they can ride out the season. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so that's not... It, I get, it, it protects you because if there was a running back that were to get hurt and you're going to the Super Bowl and all of a sudden, you know, something happened to one of your running backs, you would at least have a healthy running back. That, that's why you open the window. There's nothing, no harm in activating him for the, win, the yeah, if they window. chose, And if they chose to activate Clyde and move on from Ronald Jones at this stage of the year, it'd be fine too. You're only going to use Clyde the way they used Ronald Jones in the last game, which is garbage time. You're up by a bunch and you want somebody else to take the snaps, fine. But as far as the regular functioning offense... If you try to force Clyde Edwards-Alaire even to five to six touches, it is a huge mistake. Big picture, what do you think that McCole Hardman, though, injury does for his future in Kansas City? We know this is his final year of his rookie oh. contract, and you know the, mar- the wide receiver market is what it is. It's not uh, exactly loaded with a ton of big-name It's name a bad talents, wide receiver. Well, it's a good wide receiver market if you're a wide receiver. If it's you're bad wide- if you're a team looking for a Co- wide receiver. Correct. So I think if you look at McCole Hardman's chance of coming back, they, they absolutely have gone up over this injury it's not what you want to see happen to anybody but like him being hurt I think has made it more realistic Cody financially that uh, on both ends both what the Chiefs are looking at and for him because if you're him you're you're gonna you're not gonna have a huge statistical year that's for sure because you're barely playing this season and yes some but maybe some team out there is willing to give you a multi-year deal but is that the best spot for you to actually get the bigger payday or do you come back next year on a one-year deal incentives like the Juju Smith-Schuster deal one year incentives can bump it up to nine or ten million have another season where maybe Juju isn't around and so you can have a more feature role in your mind and there's an opportunity for the multi-year deal somewhere else a year from now. I think that's in play more than it was two months ago. So the argument for what he would be paid would be very similar like now, especially coming off the injury, and a guy who just signed with the Jags last year, Zay Jones. He is younger than Zay Jones. He is faster than Zay Jones. Um, but Zay Jones' best years early were 650 yards, 500 yards, 400 yards. 
I'd say McColl has been more of a consistent receiver. So the floor would have been three for 24, which is what Zay got. You and I both thought it was going to be more like three for 40, three for 45 could have been the McColl Hardman numbers, depending on where he landed. But now if he's getting a multi-year deal, if it's like two years, if he's getting two, it's probably two for 25. And you're right. If that's the deal on the table, are you sure you don't want to just come back to Kansas City, take one year, try to put up as number of stats you can? The only problem with coming here to do the one-year prove-it deal, Gold, is the targets. You can do the one-year prove-it deal, not here. You can go do that with a lot of teams. A lot of teams with talented quarterbacks, as a matter of fact, that have more targets for you than Kansas City does. Because Kansas City is probably going to be in the wide receiver market in the draft again, They're going to look for an increased role for Sky Moore. Again, they still have Kelsey. Now, I don't know. If Juju doesn't come back, then the one-year thing makes even more sense for McColl because then that is a lot of targets that are available. But it kind of depends on what the other guys do. If I were McColl, I almost have to wait out to see what the the rest of the Chiefs' wide receiver plan is. Do you think we'll find out at some point? Maybe it's the offseason. If not, maybe it's Super Bowl week if he actually is available, if the Chiefs are fortunate enough to get there. Like what really is going on with it? Because it seems like it's caught them by surprise as well a little bit, just in terms of how long this thing is dragged out. McCall seems like the kind of guy who wouldn't be fine to talk, would be fine he, to talk he, about it, but it just, if you look on his social, very protective. If you look on social media, he still seems to be like in a good, like upbeat mood. Like yeah. it doesn't seem like he's, you know, if you, if you just judge it based off his social media, he's still doing all the Twitch video game stuff. Like it's not like, yeah. it's kind of, it's just he bizarre. doesn't seem down about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, no. it just seems kind of weird. By the way, we got confirmation that it's Nick's backup. Uh, Jed Marshall, who's never oh, been to Waffle okay. House. There you go. There you go. Yeah, that was surprising when we found that out. Who hasn't been to a Waffle House? Just like Man, once. those hash browns do sound good. Jed Marshall. That's <laughs> thank you, Nick. Exactly. That's exactly. Right. Dynamite drop in, Nick. Aces. You asked a yeah, question. I answered. <laughs> it was rhetorical. You know what that we mean? That word means, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. He just, he, I don't know, he's being weird today. He probably you doesn't feel good. You guys had some tension earlier. We talked no, we're, about we're trying to move past it. He told me to grow up. Hmm. I didn't say that. Pretty much what you said. You said some growing up would help. Whopper, <laughs> whopper, whopper, whopper. Whenever it starts to get awkward on the show, I'm just going to play that now. Whenever it's just awkward silence and it's not going anywhere, I'm just going to play that. It's stuck in my head the rest of the day. Whenever, whenever that happens. Uh, last night, uh, we saw the Dallas Cowboys just destroy the Tampa Bay Bucks, a Bucks team that that's, that's who they were all season, right? And, yes. and now the questions are about Tom Brady. And is he going to play again? And where does he end up? Uh, last night, that whole offense was a mess, as it has been all year. I don't actually think Tom Brady had a terrible season, but there's certainly differences now if you're Tom Brady and you want to play. you got to make sure you go somewhere that has one of the better offensive lines in football. And this year, he had injuries to the offensive line. They finally got his center back last night. But the pass rush for Dallas absolutely mauled that offensive yeah, line. Micah Parsons was great. He was awesome last night. Their whole, I mean, the whole Cowboys team last night was fantastic. But... I do think Brady's going to play again. I don't think he's retiring. Now, if we all remember last offseason, heck, he could even tell us he's retiring, and I don't believe it yet. You know what I mean? Like, If I, we hear today he, that he's retiring, yeah. you're going to immediately come in the air and I'll say, like, I don't believe I'll it. Like, hey, let's wait until we get to May or May or June, and we'll all really believe I it. I don't then. know. The second time Gronk retired, it stuck. Yeah. I feel like when you retire a second time, you can't boy who cried wolf twice. You can't retire, then unretire twice. If he says he's retired, I believe him this time. I didn't believe him last time, but I believe him this time. So I think he's playing. The question is where? I mean, there's odds out there over on DraftKings right now where uh, the Bucs are still the favorite for him to come back to. I 
I don't see him coming back to Tampa, but I, I, I saw at least one offshore said the Vegas was the favorite. Vegas has the second best odds on DraftKings, but yeah, there's yeah. obviously different books have different odds. And, and then the 49ers are one of the other favorites to land his services. I think Tom Brady plays again. I personally don't get why you would go to the Raiders, but I understand why if you're looking at like they seem like a destination, I get I, I don't know for Brady why the Raiders, because to me, I do not believe that the Raiders are Tom Brady away from going to competing for a Super Bowl. Uh, to me, Tom Brady could still be that for another team with a strong offensive line. The Raiders' offensive line it's not strong. Not very good. By the way, they put out, like, we've talked about this in relation to Chiefs. And I know it's kind of nerdy, so sometimes people will, like, grow. Uh, oh, but efficiency okay. per play, EPA, the. You're a big environmental guy. We've learned the, this. The, yes. the Bucks without Tom Brady had a negative 25 efficiency. Just for an example, like zero being nothing. Look at it like war. That means you're pretty much the same. Mm -hmm. And then with their entire, like with Worfs and, Jen and Jensen this year, they were plus 53. So it's, yeah, Tom Brady needs a good offensive line, which by the way, when you're a statue, is not a mystery to anyone. So like the Jets do make some sense. There are teams that are logical, but I just, I actually think he's going to just quit this time. Really? Maybe, maybe I'm way off here, and then he didn't go through all of this stuff and all this life stuff. But I think you get a couple weeks That's into it. this offseason, and you realize how much you didn't seem to enjoy football this year. It's going to be hard to be like, okay, now I'm going to choose a whole new team and a whole new offense and move again for an entire city to try to make a different team work. If I go to the AFC, that's a nightmare of a thing to try to like negotiate as far as getting to the Super Bowl. To me, like if I'm Tom Brady, this is the first time in my entire career that the juice isn't worth the squeeze. That going there is not enough of a high enough percentage chance to win it unless it's San Francisco. That's the only call I take. Yeah, and if I'm if Sam the 49ers Fran, I'm not will take me, him. I'll do it. And if I'm Sam Fran, I'm not answering the phone. I mean, obviously they would answer the phone, but you get my point. No, send it to voicemail. Hit the FU button. Sorry, Tommy. Could you imagine? Just um, the GM like, nah, I'm not picking that up right now. A playoff game. If you don't, if you don't answer Tom Brady's phone call, is that the end of it? Like, the do you think he's it. willing to, to let that slide? Doesn't seem like the kind of guy who'd like to be. Let's not, you know, one team we haven't talked about though, like with that. Remember, it was a year the ago. Chiefs, I know it would be crazy. The, the but. Tennessee Titans. Oh. That was a team that was a legitimate candidate not too long ago. No, I think we had the conversation last year, which was let's say Tom Brady retires and then Patrick Holmes got hurt in week two. Oh yeah. After they'd won the Super Bowl, would you then welcome in Tom Brady to win a Super Bowl? Yes. <laughs> you said it so quick. I'm not that proud. You'd be like, for a whole year, you'd be like, all right, sure, man, come on through. Just this one year, and Listen, then we'll Mahomes see the next is, Mahomes is my guy, but I'd be so I'm ch we're chasing I'd rings here. I'd be so conflicted at that point because a guy that you just couldn't stand. It would feel like, it, you know <laughs> what it would? be so wrong. The Super I think so you wrong. move on pretty quickly. The, I, it'd be so wrong, man. The Super Bowl feels uh, so dirty. It feels so dirty. Like, oh, yeah, that one? It feels so weird. Well, no, I don't you, know how I feel you, you, about it. Look, by the time, if, if they all of a sudden ended up in the Super Bowl, I would get over it. Um, but, <laughs> uh, but initially, I would hate it. I really would. I would absolutely hate it initially. It would just be the funniest turn events for Mahomes to win a Super Bowl, then the next year Brady for the Chiefs to win a Super Bowl. Uh, like, I don't like that. You're uh, actually actively hurting your quarterback's chances uh, of ever, like, being in the conversation uh, with him, too. No. Because we all agree that that he's never getting to the number Brady gets. But if you mm -hmm. got to, like, five, yeah. you could have the, you know, like, the, the Jordan LeBron. The problem, like is their head, the problem is the head-to-head -head stuff, is, and you lost head-to-head -head in the Super Bowl to him. That, that's a big problem for you. Big problem for you. No, but I'm just saying you could have the Jordan-LeBron argument, right? There, there I, is a, I, I guess. I guess. 
I'm not saying it's a good argument. I'm just saying Jordan and LeBron never had an opportunity to play each other, and obviously Mahomes and Brady have. So that's why I I just think that part's over. But that doesn't mean you can't end up having the second-best career ever. But um, text line says, you're right. The second retirement is for good. Sign Brett Favre. (laughs) Brett Favre, Trevor. He came back after his second retirement, too. Okay, but he sucks. A lot of news recently Um, has indicated that very strongly. So, you know, we'll just put Favre in his own category. Are you going to go see the movie they were promoting during the game last night? 80 for Brady? That was promoted during the broadcast. Cut off my own fingertips. Who the hell is going to see that? I tweeted that out, and some people were very upset with me. I had a couple couple tweets sent to me because I said basically what I just said. Who is going to see that movie? I got a response from one person that said, quote, People who love and respect the comedic genius of Lily Tomlin and Sally Field. Guess that's not you. <laughs> Just, You're right. Like You're right. It's not me. You're exactly right. You mean Alex Gold, the 32-year-old single man, isn't a big <laughs> Sally Field fan? He's not supposed to go. <laughs> He's not driven to the movies by Steel Magnolias. No. Like, I don't know what you're expecting to say. Well, I mean, you liked her in Mrs. Doubtfire, so I don't know why you don't respect the rest of her career, that I guess. That was the early part of, earlier part of her career. You know, now just, that was you know, like the yeah. middle part for of me, her career. Was, for me, it was the early part, you know? Mrs. Doubtfire, classic. Nothing wrong with Mrs. Doubtfire. Can you name... Pierce Brosnan was in that. Oh, can yeah. you name one other movie Sally Fields was in? Uh... I've seen her in others, but I'm terrible with that kind of stuff. We know you're this. terrible with naming oh, one movies. other movie. Yeah, I know she's been in tons and plenty of others I've seen. I'm sure. Would you have known Mrs. Doubtfire? Yes, that's. Okay. I just told there's you. one pretty famous one that we. I know, and I can't may think of it. or may not discussed recently. Really? I can't think of it. I can picture her. She's a little bit older in that. Say movie. it. I don't know oh. what it is. It's Forrest Gump. Oh, is it Forrest? Oh uh, yeah. She's Forrest's mom. No, duh. She's in Forrest Gump. You know who else was in Forrest Gump? Tom Hanks. Well, Tom Hanks was in that, but so was Haley Joel Osment. And yeah, you know another show that Haley Joel Osment was in? Uh, a TV show or movie? TV show. Um, I think it was Walker, Texas Ranger. Walker told me I had AIDS. The famous line he delivered in that show. Hmm. Whopper, 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 whopper. God, I just I can't have that played so many times in the show. I actually think I think the whopper. Jingle is actually more offensive than mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the Walker, Texas Ranger mm-hmm. clip. Our NFL playoff coverage more is brought offensive. to you by Centric. Learn more at Centric.com slash 610. There's a big showdown in Manhattan tonight. And what Jerome Tang had to say, I think, was 100% spot on. We'll play that for you next. This is Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss Royals first baseman slash NFL insider, Vinny Pasquantino. This football season with Cody and Gold. My Twitter is about to unload a football <laughs> tweet. First Jets game that I have free on Sunday. It's, it's go time. 610 Sports Radio. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Back here on Cody and Gold, hanging out on a Tuesday. Alex Gold, Cody Tap, Nick Schwartz with you. 
One hour from now, you'll hear our conversation with our NFL insider, Vinny Pasquantino. We got his thoughts on where he thinks Tom Brady's going to end up, where he thinks Derek Carr's going to end up, and obviously how he thinks the Chiefs are going to do against the Jags. Coming up on Saturday, where the Chiefs are eight and a half point favorites. We'll get to the random question of the day here in about 10 minutes or so. But tonight, there is a huge college basketball game going on. KU, K-State. Especially locally. Uh, big time. Yeah, it's not often that we've had these. I know we, we had the build up for KU and MU, understandably so. But these are two top 15 teams in the country playing tonight. And they're in a conference game. And it's the best conference in the country. K-State did have a loss over the weekend. But the Jayhawks going to Manhattan tonight. And I, I thought the comments from Jerome Tang uh, has... I don't want to say fueled, but it certainly hasn't fueled the rivalry, but has made tonight a little bit more interesting too, just because it was always going to be a good basketball game. But his comments towards his own students, right, basically, right, his own fans about how he thinks they should approach the KU rivalry. My message to our our students, okay, because that I don't want them to show up to the game and yell and scream, and I don't want our fans to, to show up to the game because they hate the other team, right? I want them to show up because they love Kansas State, right? Our guys, every guy on our roster, they didn't pick this school because they hated somebody else. They picked this school because they love us as a staff. They love this community and they love this university. And I would be real interested to see how we can really change this thing around if, our, if we're motivated by love, right, rather than by hate. And uh, I just feel, and I know I'm going to upset some people, I feel like uh, we, the Kansas State community and family, allow them to live rent-free in our heads way too much. Okay, this game, it's, it's one game in the conference. If we win, we get one win. If we lose, we get one loss. That's it. I, I came to win, try and win a Big 12 championship and win a national championship. Okay, and uh, the year we won the national championship, we split with these guys, right? And so I, I'm that that that's 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 my thing. I, I let, let let's show up to the game because we love Kansas State. Let's show up to every game because we love Kansas State. Let's pack Bramlage and make it the octagon of doom because we love Kansas State, not because we hate somebody else. So I've seen a lot of reaction from K-State fans on, on social media. There's some that aren't very happy with the, the, the comment overall. And look, rivalries should have hate in them, right? I mean, well, come on, let's be real. You it's, should hate like, them. I mean, that's, that is what is part of it. That K-State fans uh, should, should love beating KU, but also, yeah, I understand if you hate the Jayhawks a little bit. Vice versa, understood. Like, I have no problem with that. But I, I just think the Jayhawks probably aren't going to hate you as much as you hate them. Cor- correct. Now, I think he was spot on with his comment, though, that uh, K-State fans probably let KU live in their head a little bit too much. I think he, that's your head coach is saying that. That's something I think that's gone on for years, if not decades, in basketball at least, that has definitely occurred. And your own head coach is saying it, and I think he's right. I just don't think it can be your entire fan base personality, if that makes sense. Well, yeah, because they, they have to Because it's like, it's like saying craft beer uh, is my person. It's like, no, that's not a personality. You have to actually like have an interesting thing about yourself. Like the FKU thing, right? We all hear it happens. Do it. You do it against KU. But the problem is you do it when you're not even playing KU. Like that's, that's the part that, that's, yes. I, that's the part. Just <laughs> make your arena a scary place to play. I think... I like these comments out of Tang. I don't think K-State fans should be mad at all. One, you should be thrilled because you got got a very good coach who is having a great first season for you at Kansas State. And to his right, he can't let, if they lose this game tonight at Bramlage, I think part of what he's saying here in its own way is he can't let, if they lose tonight in Bramlage to Kansas, derail what they're doing, right? It'd be easy to. You got all these tough Big 12 games. There's a million tough opponents. They're all just as good as you. No weeks off. 
for the foreseeable future. The next two months in the Big 12 is going to be, let's hope we split, right? That's the way the conference is designed to work. And if you let one game against Kansas completely derail you or to uh, become your Super Bowl, like we've talked about with other teams, right? Oh, you beat the Chiefs. Good for you. And then you went, what, four and two or two and four after that stretch? Well, then you didn't do anything. You let one game, you let one game be making everything. And I think that that's what he's trying to avoid. He wants to build a fan base that that does it differently. But it's hard because you're saying, hey, I know that way you've been a fan for the right. last 20 years. Yeah. Would you just do it differently? Would you be a different kind yeah, but of that's fan? What he's, that's exactly he, he, what he's but, saying, though. He's saying you have two options. You can keep doing it the way you've been doing it, and you can hold on to this sort of, I think, without, without saying it, he's kind of saying this sort of childish um, characteristic that you guys have as a fan base, or we could aspire to be something bigger that gets up for more than just one opponent each year. I know he hasn't even been there a full year yet, but because of how successful he's already been in year one, who he's going to be the Big 12 coach of the year and has a chance to be the national coach of the year unless things go south on them and the rest of this regular season. I still think because of this early success, like, he can, he can get, it's weird. He can say it though. So, you know, yeah, I mean? you like, couldn't say it if you're at the bottom of the big no, 12. Like if, if all the, if, 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 if Jerome the, Tang was eight and 12 right now, he's not saying it's not this. even the bottom of the big 12 though. Could you, um, this is where I think K-State fans are kind of right in this sense. Bruce Weber would have been murdered publicly for this. Like they would have been. Of course. So Jerome Tang is well liked. He's well liked. Mad at him well, Bruce Bruce for Weber's, this he, comment. He would have been the wrong messenger. He's the wrong messenger for, this for just about everything. <laughs> no, Tang, seriously, delivery Drum, matters. Yeah, and Jerome Tang, the energy he's brought to the program, they're also a fun style of basketball to watch, too. You know, I mean, all of it. And so, I, yeah, I, actually, I, was I surprised to hear him say it? Of course I was. Yeah. I was surprised, but I, I, I think he nailed it. I feel like in a weird way, like Kansas fans being like, nah, he's right. Shouldn't that, <laughs> should that make you feel better? Normally, they would like just be well, like I to dunk on your guy. I, I think the fact that KU fans like what he's saying also is pissing K-State fans off a little bit because they're like, wait, here, because he's saying that we're living rent-free and you're living rent-free in our heads. I, and, and then and, I like that Kansas fans doing that. That is proving the point. Well, I think the Being upset that Kansas <laughs> fans agree and then getting upset that they agree is the entire rent-free concept. This is, this is a very online conversation, right? But I think a lot of K-State fans yeah. probably appreciate what he said. A lot of K-State fans, I mean, as many people as, as love packing yeah. the octagon and doing the FKU chants, I think there are just as many K-State fans who are saying, like, can we maybe aspire to be something more than this? Like, is this our defining quality as a fan base? And I'm sure a lot of adults, like a lot of older fans, appreciate hearing that message from Tang. I think they should, and I really think that when you do, you think it's actually change? Do you think it's actually going to change? Anything? No, you can't not, tell students how to, exactly. how to be fans. Yeah, no. And and by the way, that was the first mistake they made. You know, part of the reason this doesn't work is because their chancellor, like a year ago, said, "Hey guys, um, can we stop saying FKU?" And you're like, "No, we won't." And you can't make us. That's not the thing you should be fighting against. They should chant when Kansas is there. They should just have other things when other teams are there. They should just, yeah, they, you know, yeah. like it's okay. Yeah. That that part's not the problem. The problem is. If it's your only focus, and I know I'm making the chance or something, but like he did yeah. kind of do it uh, like, um, could you guys maybe not? As far as the basketball stuff itself on the court tonight, I do think if, if KU were to go, and by the way, it's down to one and a half, the Jets are down to one and a half point favorites uh, on the road. If KU wins, to me, they're guaranteed at least a share of this Big 12 title. I know mathematically that's not how it works. It's way too early in the season. I get it. But, like, they would be 6-0 and already with the win in Manhattan as well, and you look at what they've done. If KU wins, they get the 6-0, and and I think they would guarantee themselves, in my mind, uh, a share of the Big 12 title. 
uh, with that. Otherwise, getting a six and zero in this conference. Know, yeah, that's that's the thing. Now, if K State wins, then obviously everything's t- tightens up a little bit, and it'll be it'll be fun to see as it, it's going to be anyway. But it'll be really fun to see how everything pans out. But uh, should be a really good game tonight. Wildcats one and a half point dogs uh, at last check. Come a little closer then, right? It has. Yeah, the, the line's gone down. Open at two and a half, down to one and a half. Let's get to the random question of the day. Random question for you, Gold. For you, Nick. The text line nine one three five eight six seven six ten. Of course, the random question today brought to you by the window source of Kansas City. All right. I'll give you a chance to make fun of me a little bit because I'm going to admit oh. something here and then ask a question about if it makes me stupid that I don't know this or have never cared to learn anything about it. I do not know and have never looked into this thing, and I want to know if it's stupid that I don't know. I don't know what the hell a Super Bowl square is, and I'm never oh. going to find out. Really? Don't know what it means. It's pretty simple. Don't know how you bet yeah, on it. It's don't know what any of the quarter stuff means, and I've never... People are like, hey, you want to enter my Super Bowl scores? I'm like, I'm good, thanks. And I don't even bother to you ever can, Google it. So now that we have a Am lead, I stupid for not no. knowing? Do you have 10 seconds? Because I can explain it to yeah, you. You're, so, one, you're not stupid because I know you're not alone. There are plenty of people listening right now that don't know what you're talking about either. But you can actually do squares off of any game. Like, you know, everybody knows it is Super Bowl squares, but you can go on the DraftKings app or FanDuel app and you can do squares for a lot of big time games as well. You're never done you it. Have don't four know what quarters, it means. You can do it. It's yeah. really simple. It's basically, you know how to do times tables? Cause yes. it's like an easier version of that. Okay. You just have on one side is let's say it's the chiefs. The others like yeah. the X axis is the chiefs. Yeah. The Y axis is the Jaguars and there are nine or ten squares across, and each square is going to be randomized zero through nine. Same thing on the the other axis, and each square like course. So there's a zero on this one. There's a seven. You randomly pick a square. Once the game starts, you reveal who has what. And if the end of the quarter is seven to nothing or seventeen to ten, whoever has that square wins. Or if it's fourteen mm-hmm. to nothing or fourteen to three, whoever has the four and the three, boom. I mean that's pretty. It's much actually it. kind of fun for the Super Bowl to do. Yeah, I'm just, I got an invite for one today and I was like, I don't know what you should do it. I'm just like, I've spent all these years being invited every year to some Super Bowl square thing. I'm like, I don't know what that is. What did you, can I ask? What did I'm you like, think it was? No, though? I just assumed it was some, I assumed it was yeah. some sort of like randomized tier betting, but I didn't understand exactly how the system was breaking down. And again, yeah, never bothered to learn it, I guess. That's fun. If you get a big enough is group together. Well, yeah. Is it fun? Well, yeah. It, just, it gives you another, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's another reason to have interest in a game. Yeah, like but I, I could just bet the other way, right? Sure, of course. This of doesn't course. seem like but you're betting against the people you know you're watching like? the game with. It feels like the kind of betting that you only do one time a year, so it's not all that great. It's like I just told you you could. It's do like it peppermint for, flavored candy. People it, don't want it all times a year. There's like it's December, so I'll I have did it. it last weekend. Yeah, you can do it for any. Like you can yes. do it for the games this weekend. But the only time you ever get invited for it is at the Super Bowl. I'm not saying you can't no, do it. No, I got, people I literally, do it I literally just did it last Saturday. Well, you're an exception. That debunks your theory. And also, you, did it one time? You, know, you know why you do it at the Super Bowl? Because people often watch the Super Bowl with a group, and you have to have a group of people to do it. You're betting with the people you're watching the do, game with. We only do brackets for March Madness, and I think the brackets are kind of cool, too. We couldn't do it you as know? a station those, those and just like too. talk trash? Mm-hmm. No, okay. you First, need to be, There you are need, no other brackets no, to compete. Cody, Conference tournaments, do, baby. That's not the there's same. There's preseason basketball tournaments in that bracket. There's like four teams in oh, those. Yeah, that's man. not the same. Brackets all over that the place. That is way too hyperbolic. All brackets all over, man. Cody, it's easier to do when you're in person. Okay. So that's why people do it at the Super Bowl. I almost never watch the Super Bowl with a group. Oh, really? Okay, well, then now we're getting to a different conversation, which do you I'm, like not, the Super I'm not Bowl. calling you a loser. I am not <laughs> calling you a loser. I didn't do anything to you today. But also, it kind of feels like this is more about you just not watching okay. well, a game the, with friends. In the last couple of years, 
the Chiefs are occasionally in the Super Bowl, and I feel like for those purposes, it's very difficult uh-huh. I agree. to watch the game in a group and be able to do the job the same way. And then other times it feels like it's difficult because, I don't know, we're going to spend like four hours talking about it the next day the same way even if the Chiefs aren't in it. So if it's like the normal Super Bowl party, it feels like it's hard to – in a weird way, it's like hard to do the job but and do it that way. The Super Bowl Square thing, though, is not like it's not like you have to be like you're not. <laughs> it's not like you have to be doing math in the middle of the game and like having this sheet and you're cross checking and it's very complicated. The end of the quarter, you, you know just what? Look at the score. You might now look. Some you can buy multiple squares and some right. Maybe you do have five squares and you got to check to make sure you have which number. Okay, whatever. Again, it takes two seconds. Okay. Well, Text line says small town bars everywhere do them every Sunday. There you go, local small town bar. I love it. Love it. I just... But yeah, you can go right now. Go on your app. It's le- we're legal. I know. I just... You can do it right now. And choose why a random you, Why don't you get a little practice in, you know? <laughs> what a get, a little, get a little practice in. Just want to know if I was an idiot for not ever I caring to figure out. Plenty, I think there's plenty of people listening that probably weren't aware of it either. I think it's one of those things like you hear people saying, you're like, I'm not going to be the person to say, I don't know what that is. So... I so instead, you it. waited until we were live on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> I decided to own up to not knowing something. I mean, they're not like the coolest thing ever, but they're also, they're fine. They're fun. It doesn't seem like, I'll be honest. You guys are not selling it great. You're like, it's fine. Well, I don't it, look nothing for, to, there's, there's nothing, nothing to, sell. to sell. It's just like something to do. That's like me. Like, <laughs> hey, have you ever, you ever played bingo? And uh, it's bingo. No, like, it's nobody, better than it's bingo. Like, it's like. No, but my point being is, is like, no, nobody's ever like selling someone hard on playing bingo. You know what it is? It is what it is. It's like a tray of pretzels at a party. It's like you're not going to say, oh, my gosh, they have pretzels here, but there's pretzels there, so you're going to grab a handful. It's just they're there, so you do it. That is the least. If you described anything else in your life that way and said, now do it, that makes me not want to do it ever. So you're not eating any pretzels? You're not eating any pretzels? (laughs) I'm not saying that, but I've already, like, if I just never had a pretzel, I don't have to get into it now. I can just enjoy a different no snack. But here's instead. the thing: no one's asking you to get into the pretzels. They're just there, and you don't have to announce to the room, "I won't be eating any pretzels tonight." Just don't eat them. Eat them. Don't eat them. I don't care either way. But I'm gonna because okay. I'm hungry and we haven't eaten dinner yet. Do you guys want to do a Super Bowl squares Cody and Gold edition? Now I do. I Gosh. feel like we might need to. Although, yeah. How many can... people do we need to make it work? Mm. You can buy as many squares as you want. So, like, you usually you sell them, like, $5 a, per square. So you, you can buy five squares. You can buy ten squares. And you can set what it if up, nobody you, wins the square? Is that possible? You usually try to do fill, it to where to everybody it, has a... Try to fill it up. Yeah. You can do it online. Like, you can have it built online. Makes it easy. I think we should do a show one now. And I will participate so after, in that. So let me ask you. So look, let me get this straight. <laughs> after... After seriously going on a rant about how they sound like they suck, you are now advocating to, that we should do. You this. said I should try to be a part of something. I'm trying to be a part of something. I didn't say that. And how about I said, this? I how said about whether this? you are a part of it or aren't, just keep it to yourself. If I win any money playing the Cody and Gold one, I will donate it to the show fund. Okay, I'll put my real money in there and I'll donate it. Cool. You want to do the same? No, no. I'll I'll pocket it if I you win. You guys are not team players. You're anti-team. Mocking me for not knowing something. I try to then participate, and you mock me for that. And then I try to do something good for the show, and you mock me for that. <laughs> what is it you would like me to do? Having never brought this up, is that it? Do you wish I just never mentioned this? Yeah. Go back in time and just never did this random question? Hmm. Seems like that's what you'd prefer. That's the random question of the day, brought to you by the Window Source of Kansas Thank City. Thank you for the question. Now we can consider doing a Cody and Gold Super Bowl squares. Now that everybody knows what it is, we're all on the same now page. We've all explained it. 
Mm-hmm. Nick said it's like the times tables for school. That's not a reference that our listeners who did those 30 years ago will understand. It's great, Nick. Good job. Great description. Loved it. Hmm. Whopper, 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 whopper. Oh, that's, like I said, that's what's going to happen. The text line has been cursing us all day, by the way, for continuing to play that. I mean, it's, it's time for the whopper, whopper. I know where I'm going after the show. Okay, good luck, I guess. I'm going to have my first Whopper today. It's decided. By the way, real quick, yeah, you criticizing Jed for not going to Waffle House is kind of rich seeing you haven't ever had a hamburger, as we've talked about before, from a fast food restaurant. I didn't criticize Jed. You guys, I didn't say a Mm. word about Jed not going to Waffle House. That was you guys. Okay. Uh, Did you guys see some good news for this weekend? Uh, The referee assignments are out, and the Chiefs have avoided Carl Jeffers. He's going to Buffalo. And I'm sure he will have a huge say in what happens between the Bills and the Bengals. But thank goodness the Chiefs aren't going to have to mess with him actually officiating one of their football games. I think we caught a break, man. I think we caught a break avoiding this guy. There's no foul on the play for blocking the back. Timeout. It feels, weirdly, it feels like a massive win. (laughs) Kid Sheffers. I feel like there's like a 10% better chance the Chiefs will win because it's not him refereeing the game. I've told you, and we've talked a lot on this show and in sports radio in general, usually blaming the refs is for losers. Sheffers has a vendetta. It is blatantly obvious he has, whether it is a bias that he is willing to admit or a bias that is subconscious that he is unwilling to admit, he has a bias against Kansas City. It has played itself out four, five times in a row. I don't want Carl Sheffers anywhere near a Chiefs playoff game ever again. Now, you told me earlier that you did some research and found out that you cannot officiate this uh, back-to-back games in the postseason. So there's no AFC title game. He's safe. You better be correct on this because, you know, we're going to be very upset. You're telling me that the Chiefs will not have to worry about Carl Sheffers until potentially a Super Bowl. That's correct. You sure? Correct. Okay. Well, then we cut a huge break, and we should be thrilled by this news. And there's no way he should be allowed to do the Super Bowl either. No way. He should be done for the season after this weekend. Do you think they're doing this for Buffalo? Six and one when Sheffers mm, officiates Buffalo Bills games. Mm-hmm. Seems of note for a team that everyone thinks the NFL wants to go to the Super Bowl. I know that's the common thought. Yes. I don't necessarily buy into that. You don't fully. subscribe to that? I don't buy in fully that they're going to make sure the so Bills So you think win. the league is only kind of rigged? I think there's crappy officiating and bias from officials, yes. Uh, I Do I believe the NFL told Carl Jeffers, do what you have to do. Do what you got to do, man. Make sure the Bills went. No, I'm sorry. No, I do not. Well, I don't, yeah, I don't think they just had like a meeting. Well, that's they, basically what people think happens. I mean, it's ridiculous. They could, Some of the conspiracy They wouldn't have to nuts. have a meeting. They could just be like, what is the thing that is beneficial to, because like even for this instance, there was a report, yes, or two days ago from uh, Mike Florio that said the Chiefs specifically asked for an outdoor stadium. They're like, we'll take well, an outdoor, yeah. we'll do an outdoor stadium because yeah, that was what I saw. Yeah, that's what ours was going to be. That's what we would prefer. Mm-hmm. And the league was like, no, we're good inside. And I don't know if that's just the league protecting its own brand or not honoring the wishes of the team that was currently the number one I just seed. Think the NFL because it was, starts to feel like that a little bit, doesn't I just, it? I just think the NFL wasn't going to move a game and then move it to a place where weather could play an impact in the game in terms of if fan travel and there was a winter storm and fans couldn't get there and stuff like that. That's honestly what I think some of the reasoning was not that it doesn't have bad weather in Atlanta, but you and my point, like I don't think they wanted to deal with moving a game and then having a disaster where the weather was horrific in that city. 
I understand. Yeah, they're, they fear the like, what happens if we get? But to me, that's the same risk as a game being in late January in Kansas City or in Buffalo. I understand, or but you don't, you, you don't want to move. You know, like, you don't want to. You already moved. You don't want to like you moved a game for Buffalo this year because of a blizzard. You're like, what if there's a second blizzard? But that happens so rarely in the NFL. I understand. Even if there's some snow, you just play in it. So and that, why not honor that, the the one thing Kansas City, you know, and they get because it, they, they couldn't the agree on an outdoor stadium. I know. That, that was the other problem with the report. Our yeah, because, reported that you know the Chiefs wanted Vegas. Uh, so that's the only thing. Like saying that the the Chiefs pushed for an outdoor. I don't know. That's conflicting. Fesco said the Chiefs wanted Vegas. The Bills report is that they wanted Pittsburgh or Cleveland. Well, no, sh- no, no kidding. I almost just cursed. Ooh, no boy, kidding. You were just, no kidding. That they, was they don't dangerous. Play Cleveland Nick. or Pittsburgh. Are you sure you didn't finish the T sound? And that's what. So. so it was so interesting that that would be the thing that potentially <laughs> would make you curse on air. Have you ever cursed on air? Not here. Okay. <laughs> it happened one time when I was yeah, like, multiple here. times. But yeah, last year stadium. I'm gonna play in Cleveland All and Pittsburgh. Yeah, well, Nashville, that was still the logical one. Stadium's it's, too dumpy. What, they just can't play in a bad yeah. stadium? Yeah, stadium? The city's sucks. cool. It is a cool city. So they what? might have had other events going on, for all we know. They just Remember, there's all this behind it. Otherwise, why not play in Detroit? They had issues there. Like there's, there's, again, that's not outdoor. Those, those are conversations, though, that we, we, didn't, we weren't privy to. All I know is I'm thankful it's not Jeffers in this game because uh, that have, would have felt like the real home Sh- cooking. Sean Hockley, right? That's who the yeah. Chiefs got. People were worried they got Cleet Blakeman or whatever. No, no Sean no Hockley. Yeah, Sean Hockley. Let's hope for a clean, clean game. Is that what you want? Just clean game, boys. Clean game. Just clean Let's game. Clean game, you know guys. Can you guys, sports. can you guys imagine if for the Super Bowl, Carl Sheffers gets the assignment, mm-hmm. and in the first half of the game, right, Chiefs fans are already sort of on edge, and <laughs> he throws a flag. The Chiefs are on defense. They they made let's say they make a big play mm-hmm. sack strip fumble uh, pick six, and they throw a flag, and Carl Sheffers comes on the field right. Everybody in Kansas City is like, oh my gosh, here we go again, right? Mm-hmm. And he puts his hand down and flips on his mic and he looks right up at the camera, and he says, whopper 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 whopper. I mean, it'd be incredible. It'd be better than this. There's no foul in the play for blocking the back. I'm out. They're going to do, like, wrestling stuff to get more listeners. Instead, it's Carl Sheffers for the Super Bowl, and he announces before the game that Jeff Triplett is unretiring to be co-head officiate. Well, you guys know Rihanna's doing the halftime show. She what is. if she, what she if is. she did a rendition of the Whopper Whopper I'm, song? It would be incredible. And, I'm, like, everybody starts weeping. I think it would be amazing, yeah. <laughs> the ballad version of Whopper 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 Whopper? You're mm-hmm. telling me that it wouldn't be good? And, like, the team's I mean, actually... I mean, so that's, sure that's what I'm saying. It's so Everything beautiful that the team's actually come back onto the field to watch the halftime show. <laughs> that's exactly right. Oh, man. Coming up next, we'll get to the 1 o'clock hour and back into something that occurred over the weekend and what one player was saying about some of those officials. Next. Cody and Gold on 610 Sports Radio, brought to you by GAN Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, GAN Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.